Welcome to another episode of Lyrically Provoked. I'm James Phillip. We're going to be covering a Drake song today called Pain 1993 that came in from a listener request. So let's jump into some lyrics. So right from the get-go, Drake goes, I put some ice on her hand, I let her take an advance, shit wasn't going as planned, I put that shit in the van, she got to move with her friend. Her, she went back to her man. <laughs> you know, how, how many times have you heard that story, man? Like, you see these people get engaged, and then you all know it's going to be a fireball. Everyone's telling the person it's not going to work out. You're trying to get through to them saying, what the hell are you doing? They're so blindly in love, or hell, who knows, just blindly in love with the sex, and they're not like using a level head to see the kind of person they're with, and then... It just blows up, but, and then you, you know, it's funny, you always see them kind of run back to their ex, right? It's every time they have, you know, some struggle in their life, they go running back to somebody. They're always running back to somebody because they just can't be alone and they go seek comfort of whoever the hell is going to give it to them. So while that's happening, you're sitting back and going, man, what kind of bullet did I just dodge? And, you know, the first lesson is, is don't get yourself in that position to begin with. The problem is we make those mistakes and then we just keep making those mistakes over and over and over again. It doesn't matter who's telling us we're screwing up, you know, your parents, your family, your friends, they, they can all see what's going on. But man, everyone still goes and they do it anyways. But what's even worse is, it's like Suck Lost Series called, and I could be screwing that up, but the thought is you got so much invested into something that you can't just let it go, even when you know it's going to fail. So if I have an investment that is, I got a thousand dollars into something and it's going to take, you know, someone's asking me for like $500 more for this investment, but I know this investment's never going to work out. The smart thing to do is to just cut it loose and walk away. Problem is most people sit there and go, well, I got a thousand dollars into it and I don't want to lose that thousand dollars. And you end up just screwing yourself. Because what ends up happening is you end up losing $1,500 because you know, you knew it wasn't going to work out. You just couldn't say, I just need to let go of $1,000. It's like, you know, when you're playing poker and you know you got a losing hand and you got a bunch of money in the pot, you know, you can try to buy the pot and try to bluff. But most of the time, you're just better off just walking away. If you got losing cards, you know, fold them things, wait to the next hand. But people won't do that. We get all emotional about money. We get emotional about time invested. So... You get engaged to somebody, and then you get all this time, you know, I, I can't even say that, man. You know, sometimes I see people get engaged, and they've only been together for like a couple months, so it's not like they even invested that much damn time. But, you know, those people that have been dating two, three, four years, sometimes longer than that, and then they end up, you know, getting engaged. And then it's like, well, you know, there's, there's a sign that things are going right, but you say screw it, and you get married anyways, and then like a year later, they're getting divorced, and... You see these people that are like, you know, in their early 30s, going on their, you know, second or third marriage sometimes because they just keep making bad mistakes. You know, I you've seen those people that get ultimatums, right? It's, we've been dating five years, give me a ring, or we got to break up and like the dude's not really ready. Or hell, you know, he doesn't even really want to get married, but he also doesn't want to break up. So he ends up getting engaged and it's like, you know, it's, we make these bad decisions and then, you know, we screw our lives up because we end up wasting our youth. You waste your 20s. You waste your early 30s. These are like prime years when, you know, you look good. You got energy. Life's not that complicated. And we go get tied up with people we shouldn't have got, you know, tied up with. Because we just can't walk away. You can't 
be alone and just try to go figure out life, you know, by yourself. You know, yeah, the dating world's tough. It sucks. It's, you know, the people are complaining about the hookup culture. Well, that's kind of part of the game right now. You got to go find someone that's not into that culture. It's, it is tough, but what's even worse is sticking around a relationship that you don't want to be in, where you're not happy, and you just squander all these years. And, dude, do you want to be, like, 40, 50 years old getting back on the dating scene? You know, do you want to be the 50-year-old at the club? Like, <laughs> it's, it's not a very, it's not a glorious thing. So, that could be avoided if you just wanted to waste your youth with people that you didn't really want to be with to begin with. Another line that pops up here that I like, it goes, ain't nobody making too much money off the beef stuff. You know, hip-hop at time has thrived on beefs. Personally, I love it. Um, there's that whole time when uh, Eminem was going at, you know, Ja Rule, and I really enjoyed those mixtapes. Um, it just brings out, it's like, let's throw all the radio songs out the window, and let's just do this raw, attacked you know, type of rap and reminds me of kind of being back home where, you know, we're always capping on each other. It was, you know, who is the king of the mom jokes? You know, why not just go at each other with some theory? And when you see like beef hit like that, like that hit, and it brings out a certain level of creativity sometimes where they're not worried about radio songs. We're not worried about anything. It's just full on attack on, you know, this group of people. And I, I found that to be entertaining at times. Obviously, if it ends up like, you know, Pac and Biggie, that's not good for anybody. I don't think things need to go that far because it ended up ruining, ruining two of the greatest of all times. But sometimes the beef stuff is just, you know, it's good for music when it's bringing out creativity. You know, when it brings out the negative side of it, when it like spills over into the streets, obviously nobody wants that. But the whole thought of making money off of, the, of beefs, it's no different than you know, a tabloid in a magazine. It's no different than TV. Reality TV really wouldn't exist if it wasn't for drama, if you think about it. Look at all the shows that are kind of reality TV and, um, you can look at the Real Housewives if you look at that whole, like, Bravo channel. It completely thrives on drama and that's what people want to watch. You, you know, the, the viewers love drama and I don't think it's any different in music. You know, a lot of people still love drama. They want to read about the beef. They like when shots are fired. Um, it's also a free way to, like, drum up PR and press. You get blogs writing about you. People are going all crazy in comments, comment sections or writing stuff. And, you know, journalists are writing stuff about you. And it's, yeah, it's a really easy way to just get free PR. And that whole thought that, you know, no PR is bad PR. You know, if you can get the right beef going, man, you could really generate a ton of... Um, views and comments and it's like free marketing but you know again we never want to spill over to the streets it's if we can get some good creative music and the artist ends up you know help blowing themselves up without having to spend money it, it makes sense for a lot of people artificial beefs you know when you see it's kind of like created beef no one likes it like the audience isn't that stupid um i think we can all see through that uh, you know we <laughs> I think we know when it's like a real beef and we're just trying to, you know, start some crap because, you know, when the album's coming out in like 30 days and all of a sudden some random beef starts, it's like, well, yeah, you got an album coming out in 30 days. And I think we tend to tune that stuff out. Um, some people still fall for it, unfortunately, but just, you know, you think about some of the greatest diss tracks of all time, 
you know, we're still talking about, you know, ether. We're still talking about no Vaseline. Like, those are never going to go away. And you think about what those tracks did on a PR level. And, man, you talk about just free marketing and blowing up, helping to blow up someone's career, longevity. You know, it's keeping their name out in the game. It's when done right, you know, I, I can I understand that line. Of, ain't no one making too much money off of beefs. It's people making a lot of money off of beefs, and they should. It's you're doing creative work. And that stuff's going to spread like fire right now when the track's done well. But, you know, we'd love for drama. Imagine reality TV without drama, right? If you go back to, like, MTV, the real world, like, you know, they could be the inventor of what reality TV is today. Imagine if there was no drama. It'd be boring. Maybe a boring-ass show. But the thought is, let's take a bunch of strangers, pack them in the house, and watch them argue, fight, bigger, bicker, sleep with each other, cheat on each other, <laughs> like, drama, we're all here for the drama, man, it's, uh, we don't want to watch documentaries all day, that's, you know, snooze fest, we want drama, so, no different in music, it does work when, when it's done right, people make money. Last line I'm going to cover here goes, remember I used to sleep on the floor, you get into this conversation pretty often with, uh, about success in general, whether it's, I just had this, you know, same conversation with a artist recently and, you know, two days later I had the same conversation with someone that's in the business world trying to get their company going. And I try to tell them, but it's just my own story. Like there was no shortcut. It was grinding. And then, you know, people start looking at the things you have today and you got a little bit of success and a little bit of money. And they're like, man, I want that too. And it's like, well, you know, are you willing to do what I did to get there. And they're always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, <laughs> everyone says, yeah. Everyone says, give me a chance. Everyone says I'm gonna work the hardest yet I've ever worked in my life. You know, no one's gonna work harder for you. Put me on, I'm not gonna fail. I'll run through brick walls. And you know, for every 100 people that say that, zero do it. And you need like a thousand people to find like one person that's gonna back up the things they said they're gonna do. and. No one wants to go back to that time when they had to sleep on the floor and spent the next decade grinding and hustling, making sacrifices, the ups and downs and the highest highs and the lowest lows, you know, and then you get there one day and people think you're an overnight success. And when you start trying to tell people like, you know, it wasn't always this way, you know, there was times when, you know, me personally, I spent my whole weekends reading books, sitting on a bookstore floor, um, working two or three jobs and saving money to reinvest into my companies and it's like they, they want to be where you're at right now but they never want to make the sacrifices you made they'll, they'll say they'll make the sacrifices and until they got to make the sacrifice and then they go why well, I, I shouldn't have to do that well it's, 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 we're not playing the game of shoulda <laughs> like you you got to do what you got to do it's and at the end of the day, if you don't want to do it, you can't expect it to reach that level. You know, like here's the blueprint on how to get there. And people are thinking, well, I'm too good for that. You know, I had someone tell me, you know, they went to XYZ college and they shouldn't have to spend the first five years doing grunt work. I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's see how that works for you. And then, you know, that's another five years later. And let me tell you what, it didn't work out for them. So it's just the rules of the game haven't changed. You know, succeeding, you know, once in a while, someone gets lucky. 
the rest of us had to grind. We had to make sacrifices. We had to be creative. You know, we had to be strategic. We had to be clever. And we had to never give up. And we just had to keep moving. And, you know, right now, where it's crazy, like, coronavirus is crushing the economy. And this is the third recession. You hear me say that often. This is the third recession that my companies have to survive. And, you know, half my competitors got wiped out in 2008. But, you know, we're still here ticking. We're still ticking now. We're going to keep moving. But it takes a lot to get here. And it's even harder to stay here. So... When I see those people that think that, you know, I, I want to be where you're at and they want to get there in like a year, but they don't want to make no sacrifices and they don't want to do the things you, you did. It's like, all right, well, good luck with that. And God forbid they ever get there. They don't realize how much more sacrifice you have to make to just stay on top. It is goddamn hard to stay there. You know, it's, but again, it's most of these people are never going to get there to understand in the first place. So when I see that line about, you know, back when I used to sleep on the floor, it's, you know, when you've come so far you know, people are never going to understand where you came from. All they really see is where you're at right now. They see you're on top of the world and they want to be there too. And when you start talking to them about what it's going to take to get there, you know, it's just, they never want to fully process that thought. It's like, you know, it's kind of like dieting. When you see someone that's like super fit and you go, well, I want to look like that, but I don't want to spend three hours in the gym every day. It's like, well, you don't have to spend three hours on the gym every day to get fit. You just got to put the fork down and exercise a little bit. You actually, you'll lose weight, right? If you eat less food and you exercise some, you won't, you want it to be fat. It's really that simple. But we start telling ourselves like, oh, that person probably spends two hours a day cooking their food and three hours a day going to the gym. And I don't have five hours a day to do that. And I'm like, well, you probably could have five hours a day if you wanted it bad enough. You could wake up a little bit earlier and you could, you know, stay up a little bit later and prep your food and you could exercise more and you could find five hours if you wanted it bad enough, but the reality is that guy's not even spending five hours a day. He's just really disciplined. He eats the right food and he exercises. But, you know, we try to convince ourselves that, you know, it's so much work, I don't want to do that, but I want that, so I'm going to try to find some shortcuts. And it just doesn't work that way. You know, you can, you can start right now by just putting the fork down and exercising. And, yeah, you may not look super jacked, but you could up your fitness level without having to be in the gym for three hours a day. So just one of those thoughts of no matter what it is in life, if someone's doing extremely well and whatever it is, so many people want to be there, but they never want to go through the struggle and the sacrifice. They don't want you know, the discipline to actually get there. They want to find shortcuts that don't exist. And when they don't get there, they make a bunch of excuses. And unfortunately that's life, right? We're full of excuses when we don't, achieve the goals that we could have achieved we just kind of blame it on whatever the hell we can kind of come up with and uh unfortunately you wake up one day and you're disappointed because maybe you had a talent and you could have done something really great but you just squandered it so i see it every day it doesn't matter what it's in i've seen you know artists do that i've seen people in the business world do that you know there's a lot of just amazing people out there that are extremely talented and they squander stuff because they think it should be given to them or you know, they lack ambition or they lack the discipline and, you know, they're always wanting. They always want to be where someone else is. They're just never able to get there. And it's not that they can't. It's just that they can't get out of their own way. So, again, when I see that line, it just brings up memories of all the things I had to do to get where I'm at today. And the conversations I get in with people about them wanting to get on a similar level but not, you know, having the willpower or the discipline or 
wanting to make a sacrifice to get there. So that's all I got for this episode. Make sure you follow me on YouTube and Instagram at jamesphillip313. Um, drop me a DM on Instagram with a song request, and I'll try to work you into the show. But until then, I'm going to catch you on the next one.